0: Welcome to another episode of Lower Education with me in my... Episode 3. Episode 3, baby, with my wonderful, wonderfully talented and handsome co-host, Rob Thompson.
1: You stopped that. You stopped that. I got the best teacher in the world. So, if this is Lower Education, I want episode 3. Is this third grade? Is it safe to say that?
0: I think we're... Yeah. I think that's a, a good way to look at it. And Okay. I think you can never get high enough in grades. So as long as this goes on, I mean, eventually we'll we'll reach the highest grade possible.
1: There we go. We're going to get our master's in lower education. It's I'm cool. Exactly. I'm cool with that.
0: So last What you time, got for me today? So last time we talked about a guy who had some bad luck, um, but kind of all in all made...
1: Are, m- are made we calling it bad him? luck? Yeah, well... I think he, he, start, he started off bad, but I think he had some pretty good luck. I mean... To be called the emperor of anything, I feel like you got to have some, uh, a string of good luck go your way. Yes,
0: that is true. That's a good way to look at it. <laughs> so this time we have a character that I think is similar in some aspects, but okay, he instead of being poor and homeless, he was one of the wealthiest men in Massachusetts, and we are going to talk about Timothy Dexter, who... Timothy
1: Dexter, okay. So...
0: Timothy Dexter was a guy who was born just kind of into nothing. He worked as like a farm laborer, and he dropped out of school in the second grade to go learn how to be a leather worker and, like I said, you know, work on the farm and make some money.
1: I I, I love that drive. That's 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 Gary Vee right there. Exactly. That's, the, that's his inner Gary V. Hey, hey, hey forget for, forget school, man. Chase your dreams. If that's leather working, then go start a business in leather working in South America. All right, cool. I like Timothy Dexter already.
0: So, he's he's weather, leather leatherworking, making a little bit of money, like nothing crazy. And he decides to marry this woman who's a rich widow. So so he starts. Wait, pause, pause, pause,
1: pause, 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 pause. Did we just skip? How many years did we just skip there?
0: I mean, he just he's a leather dresser until or a leather. I think yeah, the, the
1: term is leather dresser. Did Did you say he dropped out in second grade? Yeah. Okay, so so you, I mean, you went from second grade to getting married. So I'm just making sure we're, we're on the right timeline here.
0: Yeah, and to be fair, I want to say he gets married at the age of 21. So it's okay, cool. Yeah, all right. So he, smart, you he, know, he gets married to a cougar, a 32 year old widow who has some some money, and okay, essentially Timothy sees everyone around his town is you know they hold office, they're respected. And Timothy wants to be a respected individual, so he tries to run for office. However, he's a complete idiot, and he really mm-hmm. has no idea about anything, but he keeps bothering all these people, so they make him the minister of the deer in the town, and his job is to count the deer in Massachusetts.
1: Just, just count the deer?
0: Yeah, just in his town. Just count the deer
1: this you said the the minister of deer it almost seems like you're combining the the themes of the first two like you had the 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 emu problem with the minister of defense then you have this uh almost uh made up position with uh, with uh general norton so is timothy dexter just the the mixture of the last two podcasts
0: yeah in a sense he is um, okay. because it's just an absurd story with some luck, but yeah, so he, he wants to get into government and he sees that everyone around him is respected and all he wants is to be a member of the upper class. So here's where he stu- Don't we all? here's where he starts to make some money moves quite literally. So before we had the U S dollar, there was what's was called the continental dollar and that's how they paid the continental army. And essentially what happened with the currency was hyperinflation. They just printed like a bunch of it and that's how they paid the soldiers, but it became worthless. And so after the revolution, everyone was like, ah, we're, we kind of screwed over our soldiers. Like they can't buy anything with this money. So essentially what all the rich people did is they bought all the currency from the soldiers and like gave them like real money. And it was kind of just considered like a good deed. And it was what all the wealthy were doing, so Timothy decided he was gonna do the exact same thing. And he bought mm-hmm. he bought hundreds of these dollars, crates of these dollars for pennies. And essentially just so he could say he was doing what the rich people were doing. Yep. So, as fortune would have it, the US government just wanted to do something with all this currency that was that was out. So they decided to essentially, you could turn in these notes, the the dollars, for one percent of their face value. So Timmy or Timothy has bought millions of dollars for pennies, <laughs> for barely anything. Okay. I, I like just an absurd amount, like probably like fifty million dollars, and all of a sudden. I like where this is headed. All of a sudden, people go like, "Oh, you get one percent of that if you turn it in." And he paid nothing for it, so all of a sudden he becomes really rich overnight. The minister of deer. The minister of deer, and uh, he's now a millionaire. Yes, pretty much. And essentially, (laughs) self-made baby. He's wealthy now, and so he wants to be part of the wealthy class. However, everyone in the wealthy class hates him because he's incredibly. He's rude, he's an alcoholic, he's a total weirdo, and he he generally is just a very stupid individual who is not pleasant to talk to, who has amassed okay. a fortune. So, people start to mess with him, and essentially they start giving him peculiar ideas. So, one of the businessmen suggested him to send warming pans to New England or to the Caribbean. So warming pans, it's like imagine a giant like uh, skillet on the end of like a long metal pole, and what they would do is they would mm-hmm. put they'd put coals in them, and you would use them to warm your bed during the winter. So okay, so okay. Th- they tell him to send them to the Caribbean where it's just hot all the time, hoping that'll sink a bunch of money into it, and he just will will lose it all and they won't have to deal with them anymore. So they they arrive in the Caribbean and they don't really know what it is, but it turns out there's a bunch of people producing molasses and sugar and they use these big vats. So they bought all of them as ladles to stir the vats at a huge premium. <laughs>
1: yes. Yes. So, just another genius business decision on Timothy's part. Yes. Let's go.
0: There there was another instance with the... He he says, you know, the Caribbean has uh, brought me a lot of good things so far. So, I'm going to keep dealing with him. So, his next business venture is he just rounds up a bunch of stray cats. (laughs) Illegally. He just starts collecting all (laughs) the stray cats he can. (laughs) Okay. And he's like the the people in the Caribbean are going to love
1: this. And this whole time They're going to love the cats, man.
0: Yeah, everyone's thinking like he's an he's an idiot. Why like who's just going to buy all these cats? So, he brings them down to the Caribbean and it turns out that the Caribbean islands have a huge rat problem. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't believe this. I don't believe this. <gasps>
0: oh, it gets better. So, not only do they do that, they, uh, not only do they buy the, the pans from him, the warming pans, they also buy all these cats from him and he makes a ton of money.
1: (laughs) So, at this
0: point, you got to admit, there's a lot of luck involved in these, in these. I don't know, man.
1: I don't know about luck. I think he's just a great businessman, if you ask me.
0: (laughs) So, for... His next business idea, the businessmen are just baffled at this point, and they're sick of him trying to, like, spend time with them and just, like, going on all he, – he would just rant well, all the time. Yeah. And he would throw these, like, massive parties, and the thing about nice. him is because he had had success, he considered himself a very intelligent person. Which he should. Which he, he should. <laughs> however, he would, like, get involved in conversation and just argue about facts that weren't true. Like, uh, okay. someone, someone, so uh, something about him is he built this giant estate cause he wanted to be res- respected and he had, um, an artist come and make 40 statues of all the most influential figures in the world, generals, leaders, and then one of himself. And yes. apparently they were just, they were very, very like. Ugly and his house was kind of like an abomination and he wondered why everyone hated him because he just made it as <laughs> ugly as possible and th- thought it looked great. But anyway, so um, at one point he had someone who would regularly just paint the signs next to the statues talking about who they were. And for the one of Thomas Jefferson, the person wrote that um, Thomas Jefferson was the author of the Constitution or he was the author of the Declaration of Independence. And Timothy Dexter was not having it. So he was like, this isn't true. This is the author of the Constitution, which is immaterially false. Uh, or is materially false. That's just not how it goes. And like, it seems like that's a very relative thing um, to get mixed up now. But this was uh-huh. during those times. Like, imagine if someone was like Obamacare. That was George Bush.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm glad you said that. That like it's not as bad to not know now because I was just kind of smiling through it. I'm like, yeah, what an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> Even though just... I was a little hesitant on what on who will teach uh, Jeff what he wrote.
0: Yeah, I was a poli sci major, and I I was. I couldn't tell you that off the top of my head that he wrote one and
1: not the <laughs> but, other. But, but the Obamacare and George Bush uh, comparison, that that really puts it into perspective, yes. so I appreciate that.
0: <laughs> and, so, and so he was so mad at the painter who kept saying, like, no, he didn't do this, that he shot at him with a rifle. Wait, 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 wait. who did he shoot at? The guy who was painting the sign saying that Thomas Jefferson wrote the Declaration of Independence. <laughs>
1: All righty. Okay, cool. And so the guy <laughs>
0: just wrote on the sign that he wrote the constitution.
1: So I mean, you could you could put a gun to my head and, or just fire at me and I'm probably going to write whatever you want me to write. Yeah. So, respect to the painter.
0: So that's that's how like strong his conviction was that he was ready to just shoot you. <laughs>
1: um, I mean, okay, so with, with, with that conviction, though, it makes sense how that plays out to his favor and the business side of things. If you just roll up and you say, hey, listen, I got these cats, and they're here to solve your problems, then sometimes people are just going to buy the cats. Yeah. Some people are going to buy those big stupid ladles, and other people will paint whatever you want them to paint. So uh, I, I, I'm going to take Timothy's side here. I appreciate his conviction.
0: So, yeah, his conviction had an led him astray yet he just got got all these stray cats and went down to the caribbean and was like it's gonna work and it did
1: respect yeah. respect so I, I have you touched on all the uh the business uh adventures he went on because i found one on wikipedia i feel like it was appropriate for me to finally google this guy
0: oh um, yeah uh, feel feel f- i i want to touch on the the other two uh there's one very notable one
1: Okay, well then I'll let you go, and if you don't pick it up, then then we'll talk about it.
0: Gotcha. So, people told him to ship coal to Newcastle, which I did some research on. That wasn't like them recommending a business idea. Like, shipping coal to Newcastle was an idiom for, like, you're doing something useless, because Newcastle was where all the coal in
1: England came from. Okay, alright, that's, that's a fun fact.
0: Yeah, and so it's like the, the kind of like people would say like, oh, kind of like you're trying to push the boulder up the hill or you know, something like that.
1: I'm going to add that to the artillery of insults against my yeah. friends. Hey, hey, go, go ship coal to Newcastle. Yeah. I like that. I'm on board with that. Okay. Continue. And so
0: Timothy did exactly that. He bought a bunch of coal. <laughs> he sent it to Newcastle. And when it arrived in Newcastle all of the coal miners had gone on a labor strike. No, they didn't. Yes, they did. So he sold the coal <laughs> at a huge premium <laughs> to everyone in Newcastle.
1: Oh, man. Everything everything he touched turns to gold. I love this. I love it. Okay, so, oh, my God. I just don't even believe that. Like, the cats and the, and the rat problem, the the coal and the shortage... Okay, go go through this last business idea, and then I I, I just have, I, I, have a, I have a question slash theory on all so, of this.
0: So I'd like to say that what he it says he's known for in, on his Wikipedia page is multiple accounts of a absurd business lock.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I mean that 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 checks out so far <laughs> throughout these stories.
0: So his last idea is or his last business idea was he wanted to collect all of the whale bones in Massachusetts. And according okay. to some, some estimates, he accumulated about 340 tons of whale bones, which is an absurd amount of whale bones.
1: That's, yeah, I mean, that's, what, where, so, how, like, how, how, do you, how do you go yeah. about that?
0: Yeah, and he didn't really have a reason why. It was kind of just like his other business ideas where he just kind of he was he wanted to corner a commodity and he decided the thing to to go with was whale bones. So, mm-hmm. all of a sudden in France, these corsets that require whale bones start becoming immensely popular. And, <laughs> and you know who owns all the whale bones in the United <laughs> States? I got an idea. <laughs> Take a guess. Who do you think it is? Old Tim Dexter, baby. <laughs> Old Tim Dexter. <laughs> and so, we've just now covered the the business portion of his life. Um,
1: oh, God. Okay, so... Okay, so... All right. The people who hated him. When it comes to the business side of things. When you... When you try and send people on these, or trying to send Tim, Timothy, Timmy, whatever, specifically on these bad uh, business ventures, and even the ones that you don't send him on, you realize that he's having this ridiculous luck. At what point do you stop hating him? Or you can even still hate him, but when do you just start investing yourself in Tim Dexter? You know, because I would have thought that once the cat thing, or maybe even once the coal thing worked out, that we should just be jumping on everything Tim Dexter touches. Am I wrong in that?
0: I agree. I mean, if I was there, I would have given him all my money. But he was such a unsavory person that they just still wanted nothing to do with him. I think there's which, so much money
1: to be made on which, his brain. Right? But So, so here's the thing. <laughs> Another stroke of luck. So something that would usually be bad, like buying a shit ton of or stealing taking a bunch of cats, uh, shipping the coal to Newcastle, having such a bad personality that no one likes you. All those things are bad things in a vacuum. But yet they all worked out from the business side because he was so unlikable that th- there there were no profits to split. He was such an asshole that he didn't have to worry about that conversation. He just got it all. Self-made. Once again, self-made. Gary Vee's brainchild who knows? This dude could have been Gary V's great, great, great—I don't care. I mean, great grandfather. This is this is Gary V to a T right now.
0: I would say he was that generation's Gary Vee for sure. Yeah,
1: I mean, uh, imagine if this dude had a camera. Oh, it, it'd God. be over. It'd be over. He 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 would be every LinkedIn influencer, every sales, IG, whatever. You know, this is how I got. Uh, <laughs> this is how I got rich. He'd be the guy who's like, I- I'm big on my success, but what I care about most are these books behind me, even though he's never read the books. Uh, oh, he also bought a huge library and never read the books
0: because he was born exactly. illiterate.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, cool. So we're on the same page. People should have invested in big brain Tim, but he was such an asshole that that didn't happen and he just pocketed at all all right yeah
0: imagine if he had a tiktok and like he was like listen you got well you guys are at garage sales trying to flip stuff i've been gathering cats and it's just him yeah, chasing gathered. stray
1: cats you you guys don't get the cat game yet clearly F- find a problem and then find the solution i found the rap problem and then i found the solution fucking cats
0: I think it would be so horrible to be the the captain of that ship when he contracts you and he's like what are you what are you trying to ship to the Caribbean? And he's like cats, hundreds.
1: Yeah, so let's 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 talk about that real quick. Um, obviously in this in this time period you, you couldn't really make any kind of long voyage without people, you know, dying along the way from disease or whatever. What do you think the percentage of cats like what percentage do you think made it from from the Americas to the Caribbean?
0: So here's what I'll say. cats are pretty resilient creatures. I mean yeah nine lives okay yeah <laughs> they got nine lives so <laughs> they probably this, lost eight of them on, on the way over I was about to say 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 there was 500 cats so aggregate we have 4500 lives. We're probably finishing with around 1800 lives if I had to guess. Okay.
1: Okay, that's a good way to put it. That's a good way to put it. Um. Do you think any cats just fell off? <laughs> well, cats hate- I mean, I'm sorry. Wait, also f- they, they falling off water, the so boat, drowning not. drowning isn't an individual life. That's that's all nine or that's the yeah. rest of them that you had, right? That's true.
0: Yeah, I mean, and what I'm saying with we have about 1,800 lives. I'm not saying yep. we we have you know uh, a perfect like 900 cats with two lives. No, we're we're losing a, a few of them for sure.
1: Uh, okay, cool. All, the, all right, we're on so the same so so we're on so the same so page so. with the with the cat deaths. Yeah,
0: uh, glad we clarified that.
1: <laughs> um,
0: so now to get into Timothy Dexter as a person. So you. <laughs> You know how I said he married this widow. Uh huh. So him and his the the widow that he married, um, Elizabeth Frothingham, um, they had two kids together, and one was described as a drunk, and the other was described as a drunken madman. Okay. So good parenting, first off. Great, great parenting. And <laughs> uh, apparently he and his wife would get in arguments because his wife would just tell him not to do these business ideas and then they'd work. And to be fair, like I don't think she has a right to complain because they, they all worked.
1: Can you imagine him just, just strutting? Like obviously these voyages take a while. Her telling him like, this is the stupidest thing you've ever done. He walks out the front door and then a month later just comes strutting in just bags of money. Like told you. Told you. And now go deal with your drunk of a son.
0: She yeah. She's she's probably just hoping it doesn't work, and somehow it does every time. So he so he keeps doing it. It's that one thing where he, he she she just wants it to go wrong once, so he'll finally stop, and it just yep. keeps working every time. Um. So he grew to hate his wife so much that while he was her his wife was still alive. He would just tell people that she had died. And. Okay. And that. Now,
1: wait, pause. Are we, are we sure? Are we sure there's, it wasn't lost in, uh, in translation. And he didn't just say she's dead to me.
0: No, 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 no. Or, or, or
1: or she's, or she's dead.
0: uh, There's a second part to this. So when people would come to the building and see her, like, still alive, he would just oh, say no. it was her ghost.
1: Yep, okay. <laughs> yep, <laughs> <laughs> I felt like you were going there when she said they visited. Okay. So All right. did that, uh, that fool anyone? She,
0: she is dead to him.
1: <laughs> uh, she is dead to him. God, I don't even know where to go with that. That's just, that's pretty great, though. I like, think that's uh, a powerful move. Oh, who'd you see? No, 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 no. She, no, she's dead. That's her ghost. She, she answered the door? Nah. Nope, don't believe it, man. She's dead. Yeah,
0: breakup sucks. So going forward, I'm just gonna tell everyone. Like people are like, "Are you dating anymore?" No, she died. And then people are like, "I saw her like post on Instagram two days ago, and it's like ghost. It's her. Go- it's a go.
1: It's a bot. <laughs> it's a bot. I hate those bots, man. They're just ruining everything. But no, exactly. seriously, she's dead.
0: I mean, breakup sucks. So if I just start acting like she's dead, she'll probably just stop talking to me. Uh, Yeah,
1: yeah, I was about to say. So, what if, like, yeah, if you're trying to break up with her, just once a week, just say, just you just keep texting her. It just doesn't, it still doesn't feel real that you're gone. (laughs) But, But just disregard every other message she sends or block her up until the points where you're ready to send that one message. Oh. So it only looks like you're the one sending it, you know?
0: Yeah. And so, you can show people.
1: Yeah. It's like, look, I, listen, I have a problem because I can't stop texting her. And just the fact that she'll never text back just kills me inside. Uh, but yeah, she's totally dead. <laughs> okay. So this is taking a dark turn. I'm sorry.
0: Something about, well, on the topic of death, um, <laughs> So, Timothy Dexter, the only thing he ever wanted was approval. And by this point, he's still not been accepted by the wealthy. They still hate him.
1: And, he's not even accepted by his wife.
0: Yeah. who, who He has made a ton of money,
1: but like, that's <laughs> and, how much and, of an asshole. And, and, he, and he missed that window because she's dead now.
0: Yes, exactly. And that's how much of an asshole he is.
1: <laughs> that
0: he, he made a whole fortune, made his family incredibly wealthy, and his wife still just hated him to his core. Makes sense. Um, so he you know, obviously he had a lot of issues with wanting um affirmation and respect from others. Hey, we so, all do. so he had the ultimate test to see how much you're loved. He faked his own death. And he held a funeral while he was still alive to see how so people we got, would react.
1: We got uh so we got we got two ghosts now.
0: We got two ghosts. So Luckily, about three thousand people attend
1: his funeral, and he's how? pretty happy. How? 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 Was this like a, like a like a citywide mandate? How? How did three thousand people want to come see him if he was that terrible of a person?
0: Well, apparently, so like the only reason people would kind of spend time with him is because he had this like massive estate, and like people would wanted to come see the statues, and he would also just throw like huge parties with like tons of alcohol. So right, cool. I guess people definitely... There's one way to
1: make friends. It's money and alcohol. Makes yeah. sense.
0: And so I guess people wanted to go pay some respects because they probably, you know, gone and visited his statue garden or or drank his alcohol. Yep. So um, about 3,000 people go. And he notices during the wake or during the funeral that his wife is not crying as much as he wants her to because he hates her. So he proceeds to interrupt his own funeral and beat his wife in front of
1: everyone. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's pretty oh. bad. Okay. Okay. So I, I b- before we get to that part, um was he looking from afar was he in the casket? Was this like an Undertaker situation where he pops out? What what Do we know his location as so, he viewed his own uh, ceremony?
0: So I'd like to think it's an Undertaker kind of situation.
1: <laughs> just the music starts playing. Yeah, and he just
0: like pops up. But I'm, I think based on what they're saying, it sounds like he was just kind of watching from afar because he could see everyone. Okay. Um, but yeah, and so so yeah, he was a pretty bad person.
1: Uh, yeah, I was I was about to say I could uh, I can come to his defense for um for a lot of things. Um, I can't really come to can't really come to his defense for that one. So uh, yeah, yeah, we're, we're on record, bad person, bad person.
0: So, essentially, uh, these are kind of the most notable things to happen, but. At one point, so as I've said, this man is barely literate, and he decided to write his own book, and he called it A Pickle for the Knowing Ones, or Plain Truth in a Homespun Dress. So, this book- Um,
1: Okay, alright, sorry, continue.
0: It was about 28 pages long, every word was misspelled horribly. Like, the word general was spelled J-N-R-L. And George
1: Washington... J-N...
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) Yes. Okay.
0: There was no punctuation at all. And there was just random capitalization, sometimes in the middle of words. And you know know how the book did?
1: I mean, I'm guessing... I'm guessing... (laughs) probably just just a step below the the King James version of the Bible. Sold like hotcakes. <laughs> it was incredibly Good. popular. So and um it, do, do you think though do you think with all the misspellings and basically the run-on sentences and the just weird um letters being everywhere do you think that people may have just mistake mistaken it? mistook it i don't even know for a, just a 28 page crossword puzzle Ooh, or a word search that, i mean a, a word search? search that's possible A word search, not a crossword puzzle but just just 28 pages of a word search because i think i would buy a book like that uh in, in this day and age so um just j- you know just uh, just food for thought it could have been one big word search for the people yeah
0: i didn't even think about that they're one of the first like uh, little game books
1: it's a good once again ahead of his time um
0: so the book had to uh be reprinted 8 times. So essentially after the first time it was printed a bunch of people complained that there was no punctuation at all and it was almost in, entirely illegible. Um so makes sense. In the second edition, he had a he added a page and he just Filled the page with 11 straight lines of punctuation marks and then he told his readers they could distribute them as they pleased.
1: (laughs) Yes, yes, that that might be the greatest response to any form of criticism I've ever heard.
0: I think that's the that's where he shows his most conviction right there.
1: Dude, I was about to say, I mean. God, point to one other time where like, I I've just never heard that kind of move, basically telling someone to piss off. <laughs> Dang, here they are. I'm not going to go back and put them where they need to be. You can do it. You're still spending the money on my book. You do it.
0: Yeah. I, I think as a businessman, this, this man is an absolute legend in every sense of the word. Yes. And without I, a doubt. Without a doubt. I just wish he had, like, a camera crew following him around as he, like, made these business decisions and tried to, like, rationalize them with people.
1: Yes. Oh, my God. I mean, like, this dude needs, I I mean, just, just an expose, just like a whole documentary. Like, Netflix back then would have eaten him up.
0: Oh, my God. This guy would have been better than Tiger King.
1: Yes. Nice. Way to stay relevant. Without a doubt. He would have been
0: way more popular. (laughs)
1: <laughs> freaking tim dexter man
0: and then um God. he ended up uh, that, that's pretty much it he
1: ended up passing away at the age oh, of 59 died. 59 so okay well i see that he wrote the the book at 50 so he had a little under a decade to really bask in his own glory um, yeah
0: I think, the, uh, I think the fake funeral and like some of the statue building uh, occurred in the later years. But before, he, I think he was kind of out of business by the time he wrote the book. He accomplished this all at a, at a pretty young age.
1: Can we? All right, let's talk about this once again. Even after he dies, I'm seeing right here. His possessions are just once again everything he's ever touched still turns to gold because it says that his house turned into a hotel. That's more money for the Dexter family. I mean, just this—he this, just he just got it. He just got it. Um, much respect for the man's business acumen. Uh, I'm just looking at. So, did, was there any explanation for uh, the title "A Pickle" for the knowing ones?
0: You know what was the, what, what's the what's the pivot? Is
1: that like a 18 something, like 18th century, 19th century saying? What was that? I think he's like, I am trying to think of the right way to word
0: it, but I think he's trying to like kind of be like, you know how someone will say like a penny for your troubles or whatever. He's trying to be like, yeah, okay, I'm, I'm all right, that makes sense. Like, I'm giving you guys a gift because he considered himself the greatest philosopher of all time.
1: I mean, mm-hmm. I I've yet to. I haven't seen any piece of evidence that suggests otherwise. I
0: mean, business acumen, definitely best businessman of all
1: time. I mean, he's just a guy who knew what he wanted, who believed in everything he did. And once again, I think this, this all goes back to conviction. So, don't, I, I hope the listeners, they don't even treat this as a, just a fun fact. I hope they treat this as a slap in the face to the life that they're living right now. <laughs> if you don't approach every situation with the conviction that old Timmy Dexter did, then what are you doing? What are you doing? And you know, he'd say the same thing. If we gave him a podcast, if we gave him an influencer page, if we gave him a LinkedIn, he would be shoving this down your throat, and he would be the millionaire, and you wouldn't be exactly and i think That's, we
0: yeah we can learn the go. same thing from emperor norton too yes it's just like act like you own the place act like you know what's going on
1: you know and like let's take it one step farther we can learn the same thing from the emus this all comes full circle what did they do they acted like they owned the place and they, they did. did they did. and the people who came who came pussyfooted they they lost to the emus. They thought, you know, oh, what are we going to do? We're going to shoot them? We don't know. Well, guess who did know? The emus. Guess who did know who was the emperor? Freaking Norton. And guess who knows they're the best damn businessman in the 1800s? Freaking Timmy Dexter. Conviction, people. It's all about conviction.
0: That's what it's all about. I couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> How did we get here? So this has got me thinking. What business. So we both studied finance in college and learned a, I'd like to think a decent Not amount a about business. Yeah, real smart guys over here. Um I'm just thinking everything I learned in college is a lie and I just need it to is.
1: S- yeah. I mean because so, so, so here's what I here's what I've here's what I've taken if we're going to if we're going to start a business like like Tim Dexter it it doesn't even matter um what the product is once again it comes back to that conviction we just need to find an abundance of one thing and then just push it yeah um, just,
0: just go where we feel
1: confident about it exactly and let's let's uh oh god what could we do right, with i can't think of any ideas i'm gonna sound like i was gonna say i'm gonna sound like an idiot with whatever i say but but you know who that didn't stop tim dexter tim dexter <laughs> i mean He's- if i told you let's take cats to the caribbean I mean, you probably had the same reaction of his wife. So, I mean, n- nothing's off the table. Uh, oh, nothing this at is, all. Th- this is a good reminder. This is a good reminder. So, um, this was this was a good lesson today. I appreciated this. Third grade was pretty sick.
0: <laughs> third grade is pretty sick. We're hey starting- oh oh and, um, uh,
1: listen, I mean, of course we we treat this episode as third grade. You know who didn't go to third grade because he knew what he wanted? Tim Dexter. Tim Dexter. I mean god, he's just one step ahead of everything
0: I mean, we're already too far gone. he already has his beat we kept the show going, so I mean we got past second grade
1: you and let's just talk about the real estate that he has in people's heads. he had it in eighteen oh whenever from the seventeen like, who knows you know nah. uh, from seventeen forty seven to eighteen oh six and apparently he has it in twenty twenty so Good for him, man. Keeping real estate in people's heads for over 200 years.
0: Especially real Major. estate in important people's heads. The Right. The wealthy class. <laughs> he was in all their heads. Could you imagine if like Jeff Bezos, Mark Zuckerberg, and Bill Gates just hated someone? And we're trying to like make their business not function properly, and try and ruin their business. And they, he was just <laughs> but, richer than all of them.
1: But but he just kept getting the next crypto right. <laughs>
0: yes, <laughs> and just, exactly.
1: And then he no, he'd be like the guy who just swore up and down he understood day trading, but it was actually working, even though yes. there was no method to his madness. <laughs> but he put himself on the same in the same uh, breath of as Gates and yeah, Bezos and everybody. Yeah.
0: And he and he was just cooking them whenever he got the chance.
1: <laughs> oh God, old Timmy Dexter, man! God, what a man! What a man!
0: Well, um, I think uh we can wrap it up on that now. Uh, thanks. I think we can. Thanks to everyone uh for listening. We we've enjoyed doing this so far. Like, share, subscribe, do all that noise.
1: And uh, do it with conviction.
0: Do it with conviction. Do it with conviction. If I could do it for you, I would. Because that's how much conviction I have.
1: I'm just going to start, you know what I'm going to
0: do? I'm going to start stealing people's phones and subscribing and sharing.
1: If, if you do it with enough conviction, they won't care. I, exactly. I'm telling you. Exactly.
0: All right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, let us know if you have any ideas. And hopefully we will talk to you again next week. Peace.